Welcome to the Mariners Podcast from Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior 20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. On tonight's podcast, we will cover the uh, New York Yankees. Mariners travel east to play the Yankees the next three days and then against the Baltimore Orioles for a three-game set as well. We'll compare the two teams' stats thus far this season. We'll look at uh, the pitching matchup for tomorrow. Uh, look a little bit at the state of the Yankees, kind of where they're at, payroll, farm system, etc. And if we have time, we're going to start a new segment once a week, which is uh, covering a Mariners top prospect. I think Mariners prospects are going to be relevant come trade deadline because uh, they'll be in many rumors. It's good to know. Um, even if they're in single A, kind of who you're trading and what their pedigree is. So we will try to cover at least one Mariners top prospect per week uh, on the pod. So with that, uh, let's dig into the Yankees a little bit, who are going to be the Mariners opposition for the next three days. The Yankees are 39 and 33. They are currently 10 and a half games behind the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, They are third in the wild card so they're currently in the playoffs they are one game behind the uh, la angels for the second wild card and uh, five and a half games behind baltimore for the first wild card yankees are three and seven in their last 10 part of that is injuries we'll go over that in a second and their run differential is plus 26 the mariners are 500 at 35 and 35 nine games behind texas three and a half or three games back of the last wild card which is currently the Yankees uh 5 and 5 in the last 10 games and a plus 11 run differential. The Yankees are currently scoring 4.47 runs per game. Mariners are at 4.40. Not too far apart offensively. Uh home runs, Yankees have hit 106 home runs which is good for 5th in the majors. The Mariners 76 which is tied for 20th. About the same as stolen bases, Yankees 19th, Mariners are tied for 20th. Mariners are walking a full percentage higher than the Yankees at 9.1%. Yankees 8.1%. Yankees strike out 22.9% of the time. Mariners 25.9%. Mariners are actually second worst in the major leagues currently. And the Yankees triple slash currently is 230, 298 on base percentage and a 412 slug. Their slug is 13th in the major leagues. Mariners, by comparison, are 229 average, 310 on base percentage, so walking a bit more than the Yankees, but only a 382 slug, which is good for 25th. Pitching-wise, Yankees are have a 3.77 team ERA, Mariners 3.88, uh, but the XFIP, which is the, the expected field-independent pitching, um, which really takes into account strikeouts, walks, and home runs, uh, Yankees have a 4.27 expected fielding independent pitching, and the Mariners have a 3.76, which is best in the major leagues. Whip, Mariners 1.20, Yankees 1.23. Swinging strike rate, Mariners are a percentage higher at 3, 11.8%, which is good for seventh. Mariners have the best pitching walk rate in the major leagues at only 7%. Yankees are 8.8%. Um, and then strikeouts, Mariners are 24.6, which is good for sixth in the majors. Yankees are tied for 10th in K-rate at 23.4%. When you look at the Yankees lineup, 
you know, there it isn't really the the lineup of familiar names that we're all used to. Part of it is that Aaron Judge is on the injured list currently, but you have names like Jake Bowers, who was on the Mariners last year for a moment, uh, DJ LeMahieu, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, even a Billy McKinney, who was a prospect with the A's and the Yankees for a long time. Um, their lineup as it stands on roster resource on fan graphs uh, versus right-handers is Jake Bowers leading off in left field, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, DHing hitting second, Glaber Torres, Anthony Rizzo, DJ LeMahieu, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa hitting sixth is not what you would expect from your traditional uh, Yankees lineup. Billy McKinney hitting seventh, Jose Trevino hitting eighth, and Anthony Volpe, the rookie shortstop, is hitting ninth. Uh, that's just not a the Bronx Bombers, right? It's not what you come to expect from a high payroll New York Yankees team. Typically, it's eight or nine names that you recognize, eight or nine names that you are uh, scared of. You know, it's it's home runs. It's getting deep into counts. And a lot of these guys are not that. Bowers is a quad A player. McKinney's a quad A player. Uh, Connor Falefa is a defensive um, player for the most part. Uh, Volpe's a rookie. It's just, it's not the Yankees of old. On the bench currently is Kyle Higashioka, uh, Josh Donaldson, and Willie Calhoun. Um, there are two significant offensive injuries. Both Harrison Bader and Aaron Judge would have made up two thirds of the Yankees outfield. Uh, Bader is a uh, plus defensive center fielder, and with him out, that's part of why they're playing IKF in center. And then obviously Aaron Judge is the reigning MVP of the American League. Um, but the Mariners, believe it or not, come into this series with an offensive advantage over the current Yankees lineup. Uh, one player of note, Anthony Volpe, who hits ninth. He's their rookie shortstop, 22 years old. Um, performed incredibly well in spring training, won the job, came out of spring training hitting leadoff. Is hitting ninth, um, has not performed up to uh, expectation, but is incredibly talented. And it's just a matter of time before he breaks out. So watch Volpe, super fun player. Um, I would say top, you know, probably top 10, top 20 young, young offensive player in the major leagues. Pitching wise, uh, obviously it's Garrett Cole at the top of this uh, rotation. Currently it's Domingo Herman. Um Luis Severino is coming off of injury and Clark Schmidt. Tons of injuries uh, in their rotation. Nestor Cortez is currently on the injured list. Frankie Montas is on the injured list. Carlos Rodon, their big free agent signing, is has yet to pitch. So, you know, healthy, it's Cole, uh, Rodon, Montas, Cortez, and probably Severino. And that's a dynamite top five if they're healthy. But that's not who the Yankees are currently. You've got, again, Cortez, Montas, and Rodon on the injured list. So you're looking at Herman and, and Clark Schmidt as getting uh, tons of innings for the Yankees currently. Their bullpen is is typical, you know, good Yankees bullpen. Um, quality plus uh, sweepers across the board, good fastballs. Um, you do not want to get into a bullpen battle with the Yankees. I think the Mariners stack up pretty well, but um, that's a strength of their team. Um, and then just to talk a little bit about the state of the team, their minor leagues, there are some pretty good prospects, Spencer Jones, Jason Dominguez, uh, 
even Austin Wells is a a bat first catcher who's a good prospect, but it's not um, the Yankees minor league organization that I think Brian Cashman has been trying to build over the past 10 years or so. Oswaldo Cabrera and Oswald Peraza are both very good uh, prospects who Peraza is probably their best defensive short, young defensive shortstop. Uh, Volpe will continue to play there, but Peraza is probably a better defender. Cabrera is a very nice bat um, who's played some corner outfield as well, but he is a second baseman uh, by trade. And then pitching wise, you know, you expect them to to produce uh, fastball sweeper heavy pitchers. There aren't a ton on the way. You know, Will Warren was a recent draft pick who's on the rise. Names like uh, Davey Garcia and Randy Vasquez, I think we all know, even a Clayton Beater who they acquired from the Dodgers. But um, not a ton of help on the way, both hitting and pitching. Uh, So they're kind of stuck with what they have. And they're currently running a $281 million payroll. So highly paid, uh, not a brilliant, explosive um, offensive team that you have come to expect. Stanton has been, you know, off and on, he's been injured. And when he has played, he's been a low average, high power guy. Torres has played well the last year and a half. Rizzo, they re-signed um, on the, in the offseason. He's been very good at first base, but it's, I don't know. I have a certain perception of what the Yankees should be or typically have been in my lifetime. And that's not who they are currently. However, Mariners do face Garrett Cole in game one. It's uh, George Kirby against Garrett Cole. Uh, Cole is 32 years old. He was signed as a free agent um, from Houston in 2020. Originally, he was the number one pick overall by the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2011 out of UCLA. He is 6'4", 220. Um, the Pirates in the early two th- or early teens preached two-seam fastball and slider. Uh, the two th- two-seam fastball was a part of their organizational philosophy. It's what they wanted Garrett Cole to do. He had a golden arm, obviously. He picked 1-1. But did not perform as well as I think they expected him to. And eventually he ended up on the Astros who then taught, you know, were kind of ahead of the curve in terms of teaching four seamer up in the zone and slider down and away. And Garrett Cole took off. He became pretty much the most dominant pitcher in the major leagues immediately. And I think it is an indictment of the pirates philosophy at that time. And a, uh, I don't know, a testament to who the Astros were in terms of getting the most out of their players at that particular point in time. Uh, he was signed by the Yankees in 20 for a nine-year, $324 million contract, which equates to $36 million a year. He does have an opt-out in 2024, which the Yankees can void by adding a, an extra year in 2029. Uh, highly paid perennial Cy Young award or Cy Young candidate um, did run into some issues with uh, the, with baseball cracking down on spider tack last season, saw his spin rates really decrease when uh, major league baseball started to crack down on sticky stuff. 
but that hasn't deterred him this season. He is seven and one with a 2.75 ERA and a 1.11 whip. He's thrown 91 and two thirds innings, surrendered 73 hits, 29 walks, and uh, struck out 98 batters. His X stats are a little less compelling. Um, again, 275 ERA, but an expected ERA of 4.02 and expected uh, FIP of 386. You know, his BABIP, his left on base, his ground ball percentage, they're all pretty, pretty standard, straightforward. His fastball velocity is down over the last couple of years. He's averaging 96.9, which is still great. But the past two years, it was 97.7 and 97.8. Of greater note, his swinging strike rate is at 11.1%, which is um, less than every year since 2018. So his lowest since 2018 swinging strike rate has been 14.1%. So he's 3% down over his lowest rate since 18. That's a warning sign. That's something to watch. Uh, his splits, left-handers are hitting 206, 281, 631 OPS. Right-handers 227, 288, and a 623 OPS. So no real um, major splits between righties and lefties against Garrett Cole. Pitch-wise, uh, 56% forcing fastball, again, averaging 96.8. Surrendering a 187 average uh, and a 24.4% whiff rate, which is four and a half percent below last season. He also is down a mile per hour over last season, his average four seamer. 21% sliders at 89 miles an hour. His whiff rate on the slider is actually down 17% over 2022. Um, not getting nearly as many swings and misses on that slider is 44% whiff rate in, in 22. Now it's 27%. Curveball 13% of the time at 83 miles an hour, down 15% whiff rate. And his changeup is 8.2% of the time at 89 miles an hour. Um, the spin rate is the same. So from a spider tack perspective, using sticky stuff creates greater spin on the ball, which creates more movement. That's not something that we've seen changed over last year, but there is something about his pitches that are of a little less quality and causing a little less swing and miss. Um, Is it age? Is it to be expected from him at 32 years old? Potentially. Um, He's still obviously effective with the 275 ERA, but this might be the very beginnings of uh, the downturn for Garrett Cole. Still a very effective pitcher, still their number one. Is he a true major league ace at this point? Uh, I think that is something that you could debate if you chose to. Garrett Cole faces uh, George Kirby, six and five with a three, two, four ERA, 1.07 whip, 80 and two thirds innings, 80 hits, six walks, 71 strikeouts, 1.9% walk rate, which is absolutely bonkers. Um, I'm still amazed by George Kirby's command and control. Uh, 41% fastball, 22% sinker, curveball, slider, and changeup round out his repertoire. His last outing against the Marlins on the 13th, which was six days ago, he went six innings, three hits, one run, no earned, no walks, 10 strikeouts. Watch for George Kirby. Um, watch to see if he wastes pitches 0-1, or 0-2 and 1-2. is something I've been calling for. It's something he did a little bit of against the Marlins. Also watch to see if Kirby comes up and in. 
or inside to make hitters uncomfortable. He's in the zone so often. I think he's too comfortable of an at bat. Um, but it should be super fun. Four oh five start, I believe, uh, Pacific time. George Kirby against Garrett Cole. I say this about the Mariners a lot. You can't really find much better of a pitching matchup than Kirby against Cole. Wednesday is Luis Castillo against uh, TBD. Yankees have not announced who they're going to pitch in that game. It could be someone from the minor leagues. It could be a bullpen day. Don't know yet. And then Thursday is Brian Wu against Domingo Herman. We'll see if Wu can continue his strikeout ways. Finally, um, we're going to cover, as I said, one minor leaguer at least once a week, potentially more. I think it's important to understand who's in the, the Mariners system, who they might potentially offer in trade. Um, I also do a minor league podcast called Demonos Pod with my buddy Matt Whitlock. We talk about a lot of minor leaguers, especially in the offseason, do top 10 rankings, top 100 overall. Um, we're both fans of Harry Ford. Harry Ford is regarded as the Mariners' number one prospect. Uh, he was the number one pick of the Mariners a couple of years ago. He's currently MLB Pipeline's number thirty-five overall player. Pipeline is the is the official major league uh, minor league rankings. He is their number three catcher. Baseball Prospectus ranked Harry Ford number eighty-five overall in their fifth catcher, but they did their rankings January twentieth. I think they may have moved him up or they would move him up if uh, if they did it again more recently. And then he was my number one catcher. My rankings, I should say, are um, dynasty fantasy rankings and not not overall kind of uh, real life Major League Baseball. But he was my number one fantasy uh, catching prospect and my number 31 dynasty fantasy prospect overall. Uh, MLB Pipeline had his hit tool as a 50. Fangraphs also had him as a hit tool 50. I have him as a 55. Um, I think he's he has creates more hard contact than um, maybe anyone expected from him uh, when, when he was drafted by the Mariners 12th overall in 2021. Um, let's see here. Pipeline has his power as a 55. Fangraphs has his game power 55 and his raw as a 60. I have his power as a 60 as well. Uh, he's a 60 run from Pipeline, a 60 run from Fangraphs, a 60 run from me. Uh, his arm was a 60 from Pipeline, his field a 50, his field from Fangraphs is a 50. And I did not do a field. I didn't watch him catch enough to really know. What I want to know is, is he going to stay a catcher or not? I think he will stay a catcher, which means he's at least a 50 from me. There's been some talk about him being a second baseman or even a third baseman or a center fielder, given his speed. I think the Mariners will keep him as ca at catcher as long as they possibly can. Uh, so what are we talking about with Harry Ford? He's 5'10", 200 pounds, explosive athlete. Uh, the thing offensively that stands out about him, other than being a fast catcher, is that his walk rate um, thus far has been tremendous. Uh in 22, his triple slash was 274, 425 on base, and an 863 OPS. This was in 390 at-bats. He had 11 home runs. He stole 23 bases, and he ran a 17.6% walk rate. 
this season in high A Everett. He's 249, 411 on base, 821 OPS, and 217 at bats. He has eight home runs, 13 steals. And again, he's running an 18.9% walk rate and a 19.3% K rate. Um, even if that walk rate doesn't completely translate in the major leagues, you're still talking about, I'm guessing, 12 to 15% walk rate uh, and potential, you know, 20 home run, 20 stolen base uh, ability from a catcher, which is, you know, really does kind of put him into an elite category. Uh, he's got a real, very good arm. The question is more, you know, is he able to be a leader and a successful catcher behind the plate? Um, there's no doubt that he could throw runners out and that becomes more important as speed is a more, a larger uh, facet of the present day game. He's still a risky prospect, right? He's only 19. I guess he just turned 20, I think. Um, but I have him as 19 years old when I did his his uh, scouting report. Um, so say he's 19, 20 years old. He's still an A-ball. Um, he's demonstrated power. He's demonstrated speed. But there's still risk. And, okay, so he turned 20 in February. Um but there's risk involved in in counting on a player like this to be a part of your major league roster. You know, I'd say late 24, early 25, um, although he's the number one prospect in the Mariners system currently. If the Mariners were in contention for wild card or um, the American League West, Harry Ford is a player I think you have to think about dealing Um Offense at catcher is not a requirement for being uh, a championship team. The the Astros proved that with Martin Maldonado as their catcher for years. Handling a pitching staff is incredibly important. Being a leader is incredibly important from the catcher position. Throwing runners out is more important now than it has been over the past 10, 20 years. Um, Cal Raleigh is still under team control, I believe, for the next four years or so. So Harry Ford is a very good prospect. He is the number one prospect in the Mariners system. I don't know that he's the most talented prospect in the Mariners system, but he's currently ranked number one by most folks. Um, but if you're talking about trading for, I don't know, the first player that comes to mind is like a Jorge Soler, you know, and you can plug that kind of, of plus or double plus power into the Mariners lineup um, right now. And take advantage of of this opportunity. I would deal a Harry Ford, probably more so than maybe a Cole Young or a Felden Celestin or one of the young starting pitchers like a Brian Wu, because I think Ford is, while he's a unique prospect, he's years away. Um, so, do I like him as a prospect? I absolutely do. He's the best offensive catching prospect in baseball. So it's not as if I'm devaluing him or I don't think the world of Harry Ford. I, I think he's going to be great and I will be very excited to see him as a Mariner, but the idea of not trading Ford um, at the deadline and say, and keeping him uh, and keeping your team from acquiring a power bat or a better bat uh, 
I think is not the right thing to do. So Harry Ford, again, number one prospect, will continue to look at Mariners prospects uh, with the pod. But all of these guys, I would consider dealing. I think there are some that I would value more um, because I think of their their upside talent is higher. But uh, the Mariners' time is now, and there's a lot of talent on this Major League team. So Harry Ford is one that I would deal I think that's it for tonight. Um, Yankee series is always fun. It's a great rivalry. Uh, I'm excited to watch these games. Cole against Kirby is, is super awesome. Um, if you are a fan of pitching, these are two of the, the top probably 20 starting pitchers in the major leagues. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Evenly matched, um, offenses based on runs per game. Of course, no Aaron Judge currently. With the Yankees, Mariners may have an an advantage offensively and pitching-wise in this series. I don't know what to expect. The Mariners are traveling east. That's not never easy, but we'll see. Again, a lot of fun. Great rivalry, at least from the Mariners' perspective. Mariners probably don't even register with the Yankees fans, but that's okay. Uh, looking forward to it. Hope you guys enjoyed the pod. Uh, we will come back tomorrow with a... Uh, recap after the game, a recap of uh, the first game of the series, of the pitching of these two aces. Um, again, should be a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the Mariners podcast from Sports Ethos. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20, T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0, and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, you guys. Peace.